my attempt to make a third recording in one day. I have never tried that. I'm usually burned out by the second one. Let's give it a go. I'm in a good mood. I just took a shower and I feel great. I tend to skip showers every other day, unless I'm working. I, I can't do that if I'm working because my feet reek up the apartment. But on my days off, <clears throat> I try to go every other day showering, unless I go hiking or something. You know, there's exceptions. But if I'm doing nothing, if I'm just sitting in the apartment, if I'm coding all day or reading, not leaving the, the place, I, I will I'll probably skip the shower. Because it's good for you. I don't know why, but that's what I hear. So don't take my word. Go, go read about it somewhere. Lazy ass. Why are you listening to me? Why are you getting your information from me? I, I'm nobody. I'm just some dude with a microphone. Don't, don't take anything I say seriously. Eh, maybe. Maybe a little bit. I got, I got some insight. I got some wisdom to share. Out of, you know, I, I've collected a little bit of insight in my 25 short years. Let's see. What is, what's some insight? What's some good piece of wisdom I can give to you that is timeless? You know, will it withstand the test of time? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I I said something the other day in my contemplation of minimalism episode. I said always set a date for something. Like if you plan on doing something in the future, and you really want to make it happen, set a date. That that's wisdom. That's timeless, right? I'm pretty sure I'll be saying that when I'm 40. I'll be giving that advice to my... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have kids, but if I do, I'm going to be giving him that advice. Uh, let's see, what else? What else? Don't take yourself so seriously. That's a good one. It's kind of played out, though. I hear that a lot. It's hard to really absorb it, though. You know, what does that even mean, to not take yourself so seriously? Mm. My guess is, you know, like, stop stressing over the small stuff. Um, don't try not to take everything too personal. Um, <laughs> that's, you know, that's easy to say. It's a lot harder to actually do. That's the problem I have with phrases and quotes, those inspirational quotes that people share on Instagram. I mean, yeah, a lot of them are great. They're good pieces of advice, but so like, you, you your brain doesn't automatically take it in, you know. Just because you read it and you agree with it, doesn't mean now you're this person. That shit annoys me. Stop, stop sharing shit. <laughs> Unless you really like, show me. Show me, don't tell me, just show me. That's a good that's that's good advice right there too. That's that's pretty timeless, right? Your actions have a lot more value than your words. But words, you know, they they can be pretty convic convic 
convincing. Just ask my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I've, I've taken the word of some people that I probably shouldn't have. We've all done that. It's how you learn, you know. When you're young, you don't have much data to go off of. So that's why you get your heart broken so often. Because you just don't have the data to back you up. So that's how you that's how you collect data by failing. That's that's good advice right there, right? Data. 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 I say data. I don't know why. But yeah. Like I probably uh, at some point I'll make an episode sharing some stupid things I did when I was younger. <clears throat> because I there's no shame in doing stupid shit when you're young. Maybe. Maybe there's a little shame, you know. Depends. Depends how aware you are. But when you're eight years old and you're figuring shit out, you don't have any concept of right and wrong. Uh, well, there, there's a little bit of right and wrong that's kind of biologically in us but there's a lot of right and wrong that's culturally dictated you know but when you're eight and you have no concept of what is socially acceptable you you, you do some things <laughs> you, you you just kind of figure things out on your own especially me I I didn't have much structure growing up. I didn't have any direction. I was I wasn't giving I wasn't given much advice. <clears throat> I was given a little bit, but nothing really I hope I hope no one gets upset by this. I hope no family members get upset by this recording. But it's true. I I I was a very directionless kid. I was kind of just wandering around just doing things, you know, be home by supper. <clears throat> Occasionally, I'd have to go to bed early. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I'm really just, I was just a little scientist. I was just kind of trial and erroring the place up. It's a weird way to say that. But, yeah, I did a lot of weird shit when I was a kid, as we all did. But a lot of us walk around with shame because of some stupid thing we did when we were six or seven. But there's no... Why? Why are you, why are you judging something you did as a six-year-old? Like, really, think about it. You can't judge a kid for doing kid things. And kid things are based off of no data. You have no information. You don't... Shame doesn't really exist when you're six. Unless you know, there was like something, like some kind of bad punishment that happened. But other than that, if you're just doing things and you, there's not really a consequence to doing it, and you're just kind of seeing what's what, there's no shame in that. That's like, a, it's pretty healthy. Unless you 
you experiment with the wrong thing and you die. That that, that happens sometimes. <clears throat> Luckily that that didn't happen to me. Let's see. <laughs> okay, I'll say something that I had done when I was a kid. And again, you know, I'm a kid. I I I was just doing things. I kissed a boy. Oh boy. See, that's weird to say. So like me just saying that publicly at this point. You know, I never really said it. I said it I, t- I told my friends, of course. But it was really tr- me trying to loosen them up a bit because you know, we all walk around with some sort of shame we did as a kid. But I don't I I'm I'm doing this experiment where I look back on things and particularly things that make me uncomfortable, things that make me cringe a little bit. And I try to see if it's justified. And before the thought of me kissing a boy at a young age, it felt justified to feel shame in that. But no, not at all. That's stupid. Because I I really like women. That's they're one of my favorite things in this world. The the boy kissing. I'm not gonna say who it was, just so I don't put someone else on blast. You know, maybe they can they can decide for themselves if they want to make things public. But for me, it wasn't like I was attracted to this boy. It was more like I'm I'm gonna be funny. I'm going to be like, (laughs) but like I would kiss him and then I would do the, like the whole, ew, gross kind of thing that I had a weird style as a kid. I hear a lot about parents who's like watched me growing up and there was a, there's a lot of like looking back on how stupid I behaved and I want to tell them that that was my way of being funny. And, but it didn't really come off as funny. It just came off as like, I'm a dipshit. And looking back, I understand. Uh, but in my head, I thought I was a comedian. I thought I was like a little Jim Carrey. So I, I just did weird things. And I... Acting stupid was my way of being funny or thinking I was funny. So I would do things that, I would deliberately do things that made me look stupid. But I didn't understand that they didn't understand that I was just being funny. So in their heads, I was, I was, you know, I was one of those guys. I was one of the the short bus writers but um yeah I kissed a boy when I was a kid but it it wasn't because of sexual curiosity it was just it was a another form of me trying to be funny because even like if it was with a girl it still would have been more trying to be funny because I I wasn't I don't know when my sexual awakening occurred but Six, yeah, maybe. That 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 seems like a good age when you start noticing things. But 
I was thinking a lot about how I was thinking a lot about my sexuality. It's it's a topic that a lot of dudes in particular, you know, masculine dudes, they don't they don't want to consider that maybe there's they're that they're on a spectrum. You know, they a lot of people a lot of people especially today it's but it's it's definitely a fading idea but for sure like with people my age it's still pretty prominent that there's gay and straight and i guess bi but it's a lot more fluid than that like we're all on this gay spectrum for sure so i had this conversation with myself like we're we're on the spectrum spectrum Am I really? You know? Like, if I was overtly masculine, I would just deny that I'm even on the spectrum. Like, no, I like pussy, bro. That's where I'm at. I'm on the pussy spectrum. Like, mm, maybe. But I just, it's an exercise to be as honest as possible with myself. And to to learn how to be as honest as possible with yourself, you have to have those weird conversations. Like, like, could I, like, speaking as a straight man, could I be attracted to a man? And my conclusion is probably not. But, <laughs> there's that but. Uh, I, it is something I've been thinking about. Because I really don't want to lie to myself. And sex is like the most primal drive in all of the species, the, the freaking animal kingdom. So if you can be honest with yourself from a sexual perspective, that's pretty damn honest. That's pretty truthful. But the way I put it is, if you can give me an erection, if I can become aroused by you, I will pursue you if you let me. I, I'm not going to repress a boner. That's a weird way to put it, but it's honest. I'll never repress an erection. That being said, I, only women have done it for me. I, I, really, I really thought about it. Because that's, that's probably the best way to know if how far you are on the spectrum. Like, has... The has the same sex given me some sort of arousal? Has has my genitals at least rolled over? You know, did it kind of like balloon out a little bit? The answer is no for me. But I'm being honest. You know, I, I really I really thought about it, just as an exercise for honesty. And no, no. Um, but I'm open. I, I, th I like to think that I'm open for it. I'm not going to repress it. You know, if something occurs where, like, some Brad Pitt type dude walks up to me and, he, you know, he kind of gives me that look and something happens, you know, a little tickle shows up, like, oh, all right, let's, let's, let's go further. Let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> but, you know, until that happens, you know, it's only been women exclusively. And that one boy that I kissed when I was, uh, I think I was seven. 
I did weird things. I hung out with weird kids. It was a weird neighborhood. <laughs> Coincidentally, they turned out to be gay. I said they. I hung out with these two boys. They both turned out to be gay. That was... Was it because of me? Maybe. But I, I kissed one of them. But, but it wasn't them initiating it. I did. That's the funny thing. Because I'm the only one that didn't turn out that way. But it is, it is weird, right? Coincidental. Perhaps. Maybe, maybe, that's what, maybe that's my skill. I can turn people. I can turn men. Manly men. But yeah, I initiated it because I thought I was being funny. We got a good laugh, so that's something, right? Got a good laugh. <clears throat> but I, I like that I can, I can talk about this publicly. Because maybe like two years ago, I wouldn't have told you that. I wouldn't have told you that I kissed a boy. It's funny. For <laughs> It's not... I mean, it's not ha-ha funny, but it's... I like, I, like, I like the fact that I've grown so much as a, someone who's comfortable with himself and that I can have conversations with myself about, you know, am I on the gay spectrum? Well, we all are, for sure. We're on the spectrum. You don't, you don't have to admit it. You can d- deny it, but you're on it. Sorry, bub. You know, like all it takes is some kind of imprint when you're young to kind of, you know, like people have foot fetishes. People have, people love getting their chest shit on, you know, like where does that come from? You know, it's just like, I would guess it's right around when you start to hit puberty and just some weird incident occurs that conflicts with your sexual awakening and then just from then on out you have this permanent imprint of sucking toes man that's your thing that's the only way you can have an orgasm so yeah you can be straight and also have some sort of weird attraction towards men with blonde uh, blonde hair and blue eyes or something you know you don't want to admit it but if you did, you'd feel a lot better about yourself. You'd feel a little more liberated. I'm not saying you're attracted to blonde-haired, blue-eyed men. But, you know, think about it. Really have a conversation with yourself. Some people would argue that, you know, maybe it's best to keep things hidden. Maybe some stuff isn't worth finding out. And I say, fuck that. Learn as much as you can about yourself. That, 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 why would you repress your own being, your own psychology? Why would you do that to yourself? Uh, I'm sure a big argument is, you know, like the social pressure. You don't want to be an outcast or isolated from your family or something because they have weird conservative views. Fair, I suppose. Let me, uh, oh, sorry, checking my phone. I, I told myself I wouldn't do that. But, uh, yeah, don't, don't do that. 
really, really get to know who you are. And, but it, it does require you having these weird conversations with yourself. Like in particular, where are you on the spectrum? The sex spectrum, the sexual attraction spectrum. <clears throat> I'd probably, I'd be, I'd be down to like mate with a transgender person. That's that's pretty progressive of me, right? The only issue is that I'm yet to be attracted by one. That's not. I don't think that's me being transphobic. That's just me. You know, I I can't help that I'm not attracted to you, but I'm open to it. I just I'm not a big fan of the broad shoulders. I'm sorry, or the hairy elbows. It's not my thing. It could be. You know, if if something matches with something else, okay, we'll give it a whack. But that's yet to happen. But the point is, I'm open to it. That's all that matters. <clears throat> I have a pretty conservative family. If they were hearing this, which some of them probably are. Um, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> they, they've, they've known me to be, you know, they were kind of freaked out whenever I told them I was an atheist. But at this point in my life, I wouldn't consider myself an atheist, more agnostic. But no, I don't believe in God. Now I'm now I'm adding to that list of disappointments. <laughs> no, just saying he's gonna have sex with anybody. Jesus Christ, John! What are we gonna do with that boy? He is lost. Man, there's some truth to that. I'm a bit lost, but sexually, I'm awake. I have found myself. And where that is, is I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm on the low end of the gay spectrum. I'm pretty damn straight. I, that's not a brag either. It's just, that's what that is. I've, I've, I've thought enough about it. I'm comfortable saying that. But there's always that but, you know, it could always, <laughs> what kind of but? But uh, it, something, anything could happen. Point is, I'm never going to repress a feeling. Don't repress the feeling. And, oh, maybe some of you should repress the feeling. Particularly, you know, certain Catholic priest type people. Like, if, if that feeling's lingering, fight that one, baby. Fight it. Well, <laughs> well obviously, yes, 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 yes. Don't. Don't do that thing. Don't. I'm not even going to say it. But also, that is something... That's that's a thing where repressing it will might make the problem worse. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, when you repress the urge, it just festers. It grows larger. Carl Jung refers to this as your shadow. And you have to confront your shadow. So if you're, you know, if you're a pedophile, I said it, if you're someone like that, it's really good to really confront that. If you, if that's, that's a hard thing to also confront too, because society, it feels like society isn't going to give pedophiles the chance to really come out and be honest with themselves. But that's kind of what you want, right? 
if you tell them to just obviously don't don't do it don't don't be the the guy doing the thing that they do but acknowledge that that's how it is that's what your thing is like there's some sympathy to that right people should be open to being sympathetic to people who like fuck that's got to be the worst urge to have to be a pedophile that's got to be the most damning mind you could have right like the one thing that gets your rocks off you can't do it it is <laughs> that it's <laughs> imagine like just you being a straight man or a gay man or a straight woman or a gay woman or a, what's the other one a non-binary person like the thing that gets you going that really gets your motor running and you're oppressed you're not allowed to do it that that's gonna suck and you know for a fact it's just gonna make you want to do it more and obviously yes pedophiles should stay away from the thing the group of people that make them excited because then you're just gonna fuck them up too and then it's gonna be like this vicious circle where you know it's just this never ending thing of this sexual imprinting that's the thing too, right? That's the that's the main thing about having sex with children. Damn it, I said it. Is you're you're imp- you're determining their future, their sexual future, and a lot of other aspects of their life. You know, sex carries over in almost everything, which is crazy, but it makes sense because it is the strongest drive that animals have. But when you do that to a kid, that, that's a hard thing to shake. It's, for the most part, it's pretty damn permanent. And a lot of pedophiles themselves have also been messed with when they were kids. So it's, I think it's important for society to be more sympathetic towards people like pedophiles. Obviously, don't condone the action if they... If they freaking do it, of course, you know, there, there needs to be punishment, of course. But also there needs to be room for letting them acknowledge that, you know, they have an issue. That's, that's the thing. If, if you make them repress it, you know, if they feel forced to just hide it, that just, it's going to fester. And then the action may inevitably, inevitably be taken and that's not good so it it we're probably better off making a, a for lack of a better word safe space for pedophiles to really open up and acknowledge that this thing is in their head and they can't really shake it i think that's a reasonable thing to say you know be more understanding of their issue don't condone the actions, of course, <clears throat> but you know, treat it like a like a disease, which it, it very much is a mental disease. <clears throat> but if you can get them out in the open to be comfortable with the fact that they have this issue, I think it will calm the urges. 
You know, confront your shadow. Allow people to confront their shadow. And if you can confront it, you can control it. If you repress it, you are fucked. And a lot of people don't realize that until late in their 50s or 60s. Or they just repress until they die. That is a miserable life to live. So I'm, like early on in my life, I'm getting that out of the way. I'm looking for all of my dark sides and putting them front row and just trying to see what happens. And so far, I, I honestly, I'm like the possibly the happiest I've been in my life. Just speak, just from sheer honesty with myself. I'm trying to think if I've ever been like internally happy. You know, I'm I'm a person who doesn't really express his emotions that much. I've I've often been referred to as being phlegmatic, which is like kind of unemotional, sort of stoic, but in terms of me just being comfortable in everyday life and less stressed, less overthinking, it's now. This is a, and also, you know, I'm getting older, of course. There's that has a lot to do with it. But I'm learning how to know myself. And that's like that might be the most essential skill you could ever have. Is just knowing how to know yourself. Knowing how to be your own best company. Knowing how to be alone with your thoughts and not freak out about it. <clears throat> I freaking some of the best times of the day is when I can just sit down and talk to myself. It's wonderful. And me talking into the microphone right now is pretty much that. I'm surprised I'm saying a lot that I'm saying right now. Because a lot of people, you know, uh, they, they're, they're very like, it's a very knee-jerk reaction to certain topics, especially like when I'm telling you to try to be more sympathetic towards pedophiles. You know, that's a hard sell, but I think it's an important one. Again, you know, I have to keep repeating it. Like, don't condone the action. Just understand the circumstance. Understand that shit happens when you're a kid that are out of your control. You know, someone dominates you. And it, it fucks you up the rest of your life. And it's, it's, it's bad. It, it just sucks. It's a, it's, a shitty, it's a shitty way. Like, I'm sorry, people, that happens to people. I, haven't, I don't know if anything like that has happened to me as a kid. I, that's something I've also been trying to do is, like, dig up repressed memories. Like, memories that are just somewhere deep in my head that I forgot about. And once they show up, it's like, oh, God, I can't believe that. Uh, I haven't found anything yet, but I'm actively looking. And if something shows up, I, I might, I might, I'll tell you. It, it depends. You know, it depends how I feel. You know, I might have to give it a few days or a few months. I can't just have the thought and just immediately tell you. That would be probably terrifying for both of us.
especially like with the way I express it. Maybe I'm sobbing and things. But yeah, confront your shadow. That's 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 good advice. That's like timeless advice. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> that's great. Uh yeah, Carl Jung, he he's he's awesome. Wow. But yeah, the sexual spectrum. It's interesting. I I invite you to explore your own sexuality. Don't repress it. And if you're like man, I get so annoyed like with if you're like some macho dude like who's overtly masculine, uh, what are you hiding? You know, like what's what's under the surface? Like there's something going on. Like if you're if you're displaying some trait in an, in a very excessive way, some there's like a piece of the opposite that's in you that you're really trying to hide. And I'm gonna notice. I won't point it out to you, but I notice. And there's some people in my life that it's so blatantly obvious. And it's kind of sad. It's very sad. Like trying to trying to prove yourself. Trying to let people know that you're this type of person. When everyone is like, you're so full of shit. People can read through that. We're people are a lot more intuitive than we give credit to. Like, there's some kind of subconscious connection that a lot of people can pick up on. You know, we can't, maybe we can't maybe like directly acknowledge it. We can't really realize that it's happening. But you know, you ever like have that feeling where there's something about that guy? I just. I, creeps me out or something about him just kind of like what is he, he's hiding something <laughs> <clears throat> like there's some days where I'm more confident than other days and on those days I notice that people approach me more people talk to me more because I'm more approachable because I'm confident and then there's some days where you know I, maybe I did something I feel bad about and I'm walking around with some shame. You know, I'm walking around with my shoulders forward and my head down, not looking people in the eye. And people feel that. They they can feel that I'm feeling a certain way. Like I'm walking around as if they know that I did something I probably shouldn't have done. That happens too. Confront your shadow. Kiss some boys, man. <laughs> uh yeah, that that was that was a weird thing I did as a kid, but again, it it was out of humor. There's nothing sexually driven. There's no motive. I just wanted to get a laugh. If not from them, for, for myself, I like I like to make myself laugh. I just had weird humor. I got like the the movies I watched as a kid was like Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura. Like Jim Carrey stuff. I grew up on Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. And I was very spongy as a kid. I, I 
I quickly learned how to behave in a certain way that would get me attention, positive or negative. And I would act like a, a complete dipshit. But then uh, eventually it got to a point where people really thought I was dumb, like genuinely stupid. And that's when I started like, okay, we're, we're done here. We're, we're, I can't be doing this anymore. I got to hang up the coat or whatever the phrase is. <clears throat> I eventually got diagnosed with ADD. And I remember in middle school, there were certain kids during tests, like a history test or something, certain kids were given uh, an iPod that would read the test. There was an MP3 track that would read you the test. And one day, like it never happened before, but just one day they handed me one and just put it on my desk and I got so pissed. Like, no, I am not one of them. No. And then from that day forward, I was done acting like a dipshit. I mean, I still do, but... I let them know that, hey, I, I got some, you know, I, <laughs> maybe, whoa. What if that's like, what if that was the spark for my intellectual curiosity? The day that I realized that they genuinely thought I was stupid. Uh, what if that was what sparked my, my love of knowing things? Because I didn't want to be perceived as an idiot. Interesting. I mean, who wants to be perceived as an idiot? Like a genuine one. I thought I was being funny. I thought they knew that I was just trying to be funny. But then one day, I'm handed an iPod trying to read me a test. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't work harder after that. But I did pass, you know, when they would hand me the iPod, I'd be like, mm. I would like shove it to the side and let them know. Make some noise about it. <clears throat> I didn't really, I didn't particularly study harder after that. But I, I, I passed my, my classes without the help of a freaking iPod. That made me so mad. I, I still remember that day. And they kept handing me the iPod. Um, but I would always like flick it on the floor. Like, mm, I didn't even care. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I do have ADD for sure. There, yeah, I, I was not the best student. I loved to not do anything. That was my favorite thing to do, was doing nothing. <coughs> Sorry about clearing my throat. It, I, I need to figure out how to not do that. I feel like I've had a flimmy throat for eight years. But, yeah, I'm not stupid. And I kissed a boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <coughs> I'm so sorry. <coughs> Let me get this out of the way. <coughs> yeah. Interesting times. Interesting times. I had a... Other than that, you know, I... Fairly boring childhood. I have a few more stories that I'm not quite ready to tell. I'll be honest. But I'll get there with due time. I don't think that's how you say that. But 
I will get there, I promise. Because I have some good ones. I have some great ones. But it, it involves people in my life that other people in my life know. So I got to be careful. You know, I don't want to put people on blast. That's not a good thing. I'm all about respecting people's privacy. Um, but, yeah, I got some good ones. Uh, I think I'm done. I think I did roughly an hour or so. But, yeah, it was a good episode. I liked it. I was filled with energy. I, I enjoyed it. But, yeah, confront your dark side. Seriously. It's liberating. Do it. It's wonderful. Carl Jung, God bless him. But, yeah, okay. Have a good one, guys. Peace.